How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily Updates for Thursday, April the 22nd. I hope you're doing tremendously well. We got some video game news to talk about, so let's jump into it. Uh, first of all, we have a new game announcement, which I think people have been waiting for for a very long time. Because Capcom have announced that they are going to be releasing an English version of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. So this is a bundle of the Great Ace Attorney Adventures and its sequel. Now, if you've never heard of it, uh, these are Ace Attorney games that are set in the 19th century. The protagonist is an ancestor to Phoenix Wright. However, these games were only released in Japan. For whatever reason, it came out on the 3DS in 2015, on mobile in 2017, and this is the first English port of it. And interestingly, for the first time, there's also going to be a new feature which allows the game to just automatically be played for you. Essentially, you know, it's an interactive story, and instead of having to do the interactive bits with the detective work and whatnot, you can just watch the game like it's a movie, all of the challenges being eliminated. Anyway, I was super happy to see this announcement. Ace Attorney is great. I know a lot of people have been asking for this port for a long time, and the more success that goes to that franchise, the better. And I've heard that these are actually high-quality games as well. They're not just, you know, another entry in the series. So feel free to pick it up on July 27th for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, or Steam. So you might remember a while back, uh, Xbox had made an announcement that they were going to be doing a price hike on Xbox Live Gold. And then there was this major backlash, and they said, Oh, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. And we'll take it one step further. Now you can play free-to-play games without needing a live subscription. So that is now officially implemented uh, as of today. There are 50 free-to-play multiplayer games that have become available without the need for an Xbox Live Gold subscription. So if you want to play Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone or Dauntless or Rocket League, you don't have to pay anything. And you know, Xbox were kind of the last platform to do that. Both PlayStation and Nintendo have made this move earlier, which I guess was kind of the impetus for Xbox to do it as well. Now, they started with a list of 50 free-to-play multiplayer games. Um, it sounds like that's not a lot, but that's essentially every game that you're going to care about playing multiplayer for. So they did provide a list, but for the most part, it's, you know, a blanket change. They've also unlocked other features that are adjacent to those games, so looking for group and party chat. Those are normally needing a subscription, but for those games alone, you get to have those features. Activision is celebrating two major milestones for their Call of Duty franchise today. These are some pretty wild numbers. So the first one is that Call of Duty Warzone has surpassed 100 million players. That is so many people, and especially considering it only released like one year ago, a year and a month ago, basically. That's a huge achievement. That's a lot of people. Uh, the other thing is that the entire Call of Duty franchise as a whole has now sold over 400 million copies. And that's since the first game in 2003. Now, if Wikipedia is anything to trust, which when it comes to public information, it usually is, uh, this will make it the third best-selling video game franchise of all time. And even more impressively, that is behind Mario and Tetris, both of which are kind of loose in terms of what you consider, you know, which games are, are considered to be a part of those franchises. Tetris has been released by so many different companies, and Mario has been featured in so many different types of games. Call of Duty is like a one-genre, one-company thing, and there it is at the top. And again, that's just according to the data that we have available to us. There might be numbers that we don't know about, but it's unlikely, because usually that's some pretty good PR. And it also just goes to show the, the major force that Call of Duty is in our industry, particularly in the United States. And there's really no signs of it slowing down. 
Okay, and our last story, super quick. The newest entry in the Tales series, Tales of Arise, has been announced for a September 10th release date. So that's that's a new announcement. And the other thing we've learned is that it is also going to be releasing on current generation consoles. So that's going to be Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC. And of course, the current gen version is going to have all the extra bits and bobs that you'd look for in a modern game. Resolution, frame rate, features, etc. They released a new trailer if you're really into that franchise. Of course, this is going to be the 17th one, which is pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all the news for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back with even more news tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. Oh, hello there. It's the TGO After Show. Hey, you know what I did today? Actually, yesterday. I installed and played MLB The Show 21. This is the baseball game that I've been talking about for a while. And you know, I was really excited about it. And now I'm just kind of disappointed. I think I've learned a few things. I mean, one of the problems is that the game runs at like 15 frames a second on the Xbox One. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it it does... Like, you look at the pitcher throwing the ball, and it looks like uh, a series of pictures, not a smooth animation. So that's one one sign that I might need to upgrade the console. I imagine there's going to be some more releases like that. But maybe the bigger issue is that... I don't know, I'm just kind of not having fun with it. I thought I was going to love baseball way more, but I think what I've learned is that I enjoy playing baseball, or maybe just having it on in the background, you know, watching it, than uh, actually playing the game. And maybe this experience was a little bit tarnished because I was playing NHL, again, as I mentioned a few days ago, which is so much faster paced, like there's a constant back and forth, the commentary in that game is also much better and faster. I'd say the controls are a little bit easier to understand. So I don't know, I'm in this interesting position where I'm like, hey, I want to go back from baseball to hockey, which is not what I was expecting at all. Again, I say all of this as somebody who really isn't a sports fan. I just played a lot of sports games when I was a kid, and I don't know, there's a certain thrill about it, I think. I think I like the arcadiness of it, which is why the baseball game didn't resonate with me. A lot of the early sports games, you know, on the Super Nintendo or any of them, really, They were faster paced. They were more like an arcade game. And as technology has advanced and graphics have gotten better and mechanics have gotten more in depth, they were able to build out these simulation experiences that are meant to be realistic. But I don't know, the realism of it is slow and highly technical. And when I play games, you know, I'm a big roguelike fan. I like fast paced gameplay. And that's what the hockey game is for me. So anyway, there you go. That's just my little update as to what's going on. I've, uh, I've lost a little bit of energy for Yakuza 0, to be honest, which is a little disappointing because I was really enjoying that game, but I've booted it up a few times now, played a few minutes, and been like, ah, I'm just not feeling this. And I think part of that has to do with my inherent, like, distaste for any game that is longer than 10 hours. I think I've put about 15, 16 hours into Yakuza 0 at this point, and I'm not even that far into the game. Like, I've looked at the walkthrough just to see, like, where I am in terms of progress, And I'm at, like, chapter two of eight or something. I'm like, how did I only go this far in after 15 hours? So, you know, I I love this idea of me being able to binge play a game that's super long, and there's a whole bunch of games in the franchise, and I played them all, and be a super fan of that franchise. But it's just not in me. I don't know what it is. Now, of course, I say that. I also just installed uh, Octopath Traveler, 
And again, super long game, but I think it's like, if I can go into the game knowing that I'm just doing it so I can know about the game, you know, like I'm really happy that I played Yakuza because now I can say that I've played it and I've tried it and I've enjoyed it and I understand what everybody has to say about it now and why it's so quirky and fun. I think just being able to say that I've accomplished that is something that I'm happy about instead of just playing the same game I've always been playing. Who cares about the completion mark, I guess? I mean, I do. Every instinct within me wants to say finish the game, but then I actually sit down and play it and, I don't know, I'm not bored, but I'm wanting to move on at least, see more things. The Game Pass has been a blessing in that way. I don't know, do you have any thoughts on that? I think I'm way more likely to finish a game if I've purchased it, you know, at full price or something like that. Because, hey, I bought it. There's the kind of the sunk cost fallacy a little bit. But then there's also, like, it's it's way more likely that I'm going to be interested in whatever this game is. You know, I may not have just bought Yakuza 0 outright. But because it was free on the Game Pass, it's whatever. I was taking a risk. So maybe that's one element of it, too. Anyway, uh, that's all. Thanks for being here. Until tomorrow. Farewell.